Hey, Alexa, what crap did John Hicks say this week on the radio? I'm sure I don't want to hear it, but I'm interested to find out. Helping you solve the retirement puzzle. Welcome to The Retirement Solution with John Hicks. Here with John Hicks this week, I'm Jennifer Perry. And remember, if you have any questions for us that you'd like us to address here on the Retirement Solution podcast, you can always drop us an email through our website. Find us there at retirementsolutionradio.com. That's retirementsolutionradio.com. And maybe it's because I do this show with you every week, John, but uh, I tend to notice financial commercials a lot more than I used to. You see them all the time on things like golf tournaments or really any kind of sporting event. A lot of those financial ads, especially over this last year, year and a half or so, have really been about some low fee options, some of those yes. robo advisors and that kind of thing. I think that's where the yes. industry's going. Morningstar actually says we saved about $5.5 billion last year thanks to yes. those shrinking fees. So that's good news. But Should we always keep in mind, too, that cheap doesn't necessarily mean better in the financial world? We absolutely have to keep that in mind. But I think it's great that fees have been coming down. Uh, Jennifer, how long has it taken us? Only the last five years of beating the snot out of the system to say, listen, we're paying way too much. This is absurd, absurd, absurd. Finally, we're starting to see a little bit of of the market changing a little bit, Mm -hmm. not a lot. But let me do one thing, because a lot of people think the man, the cheapest is the best. And here's my only question. Who buys half-apply toilet paper? <laughs> no, I'm not going to. This is very serious because if you get this wrong when it comes to finance or just because you go low price, there's a great chance the stuff will hit the fan. You won't have anything to clean up with because that half-apply toilet paper don't work, guys. So, But I ask you this. Now, it doesn't mean you need to go get – we don't need to keep going with this analogy. But the idea is there are some things where cheap is just cheap. And if you don't know, by the way, if you've never had a fee analysis done, if you've never done that, if you really don't know what you're paying, guys, you're behind the eight ball. Get that done. I don't care where you go to get it done. You need a fee analysis. We do that for everyone that calls in, okay? Because th- then you can make a proper comparison on what you should be doing. Or if you're in an awesome spot to begin with, we all have to know that. But if you look back, even at the lowest cost funds, just go back and look at 2008. And tell me, is it good that you paid a quarter a percent less when you lost 47%? Most people are going to go, wow, that kind of stunk. Yeah. <laughs> it d- doesn't matter what you pay if you lose half of the money. That's, that's pretty bad. <laughs> you want to pay an appropriate amount for what you're getting, but you need to get, pay for value, okay? Mm-hmm. Price is what you pay, and value is what you get. So don't go with just straight cheap. Plus, most of us don't even know what cheap is. Right. There's most of the stuff that we use in our office, total cost is less than 10 basis points, which is one-tenth of 1%. Hmm. But I don't care if it's the cheapest. I need it to do what it's supposed to do. Mm -hmm. But most of us are paying 10 times that amount or maybe 20 times that amount uh, to have an actively managed mutual fund that's not doing the right job. So I love the fact that fees are coming down, but the fees should not be the primary thing on your mindset. The big thing should be, is this thing that I own, whatever this thing is, going to get me to my end goal? Mm-hmm. If you don't know the answer to that, the next question is, then why do you own it? If you don't know the answer to that, you got a problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you might need some help. The idea is, is that if you don't know what you're paying and if you don't know if it's going to get you to your goal, you have to know that, guys, or everything else we talk about on the show is a moot point. Moot point. <laughs> so we got to do something about that, okay? So in the immortal words of ACDC, Dirty deeds are done dirt cheap. Don't go for the (laughs) cheapest ones. Go for the best ones. If you don't like them dirty, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Seeking out the retirement solution that works for you? Seek us out online at retirementsolutionradio.com. 
Well, if you haven't heard, there's a new Batman coming soon. And this time, it's going to be actor Robert Pattinson of Twilight fame taking over this role. And we've had several Batmans over the years, but here on The Retirement Solution, I think we can all say our favorite is Christian Bale just because of the voice. And uh seems like you're kind of channeling your inner Christian Bale recently, John, with what the market's doing. Oh, dear. The bear sign is on CNBC. <laughs> Everyone is going to get bear mauled at a minimum. You might step in some bear poop and you will have really disgusting feet. I feel like Christian Bale, who's been on the show before, you know, you've heard him Mm -hmm. before, but I I feel like he was on CNBC on Monday and Tuesday, but they started like tweets, terrible tweets cause the market to self-destruct. China is coming after us right now in a world of doom. But why? Why? Why do we have this testosterone-driven soap opera on 24-hour news stations every single day? Because the uh, when, tone when changed like 24 oh, hours yeah. later, you know, that's it, yeah. the thing. It is, here's what it said. I remember now. Market sell-off. <laughs> sell-off 2019. This was the worst day of the week. <laughs> it's the worst day. It was the worst hour of a pretty good day. Whatever they say. But see, do you see how they sell into this emotional nonsense? Right. Because then it's the other way around. They're playing like the, the My Little Pony music where they're on there dancing around and like say, everybody, look how wonderful the market is. All unicorn farts for everyone. We have some glittery lip gloss because the market is doing so great. And they, they bend the news the same way. Yeah. See, guys, this is that sensationalism. This is why we got to turn this crap off. Unless, of course, you find it entertaining like I do. And I do. You actually I, I were do. entertaining your clients with oh. that voice this week is what I heard in the I office. <laughs> it, it is fun because we, you have to put it in context. Right. If this was going to be a continual ongoing doom and gloom fest where we need to be worried and we need a vigilante in a weird bat suit to save our retirement, then I would say that we got some problems. And, yeah. and we don't have that. What we have is some some dumb tweets, and, uh, and we had the market behave weird. But, guys, guess what just happened? Volatility is back. Just stay away from uh, those news outlets. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. not good for you. It is not good it, it, for I'll you. I'll tell you but... what. If we do have a bear market soon, Christian Bale, CNBC is going to be calling for him. Right? Yeah, just They're to gonna do the him. voice yeah. 24-7 for him. But, no, uh... Why wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> red ink. Nothing but red ink from General Electric. Oh, that just makes you feel bad, doesn't it? It really does. <laughs> Have questions for John? Drop us an email at retirementsolutionradio.com. Travel and Leisure Magazine is out with a new survey, John, that says the number one celebrity that people would like to sit down and have a drink with is none other than our favorite here on the show, actress Betty White. I think, I think I'd agree with that. I'd love to pick her brain and uh, get her 137 years of stories, too. Well, who are you going to get more stories from other than Methuselah? Right. On the world, on what it feels like to, uh, to do the American dream. Mm-hmm. Um, and believe it or not, only until just very recently, uh, she was working. Yeah. She, was, she was on television as, as late as last year that I'm aware of. And as far as I know, she could still be doing some other projects. Right. Uh, but yeah, I think I would love to have a beer with Betty White. I think in my mindset, 
she has exemplified the life that my grandmother kind of did, just outside of the limelight. Mm-hmm. You know, my grandmother lived to be 94, so Betty has got her by about 40 years or so. <laughs> but my grandmother, you know, she was very, very active all the way until her 91st birthday. Wow. She would walk. She would still walk a mile through the hallways of her retirement complex in, mm-hmm. uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. She would walk a mile every day. Wow. All the way up to her 91st birthday. At that point in time, she had to taper it out. She had some knee issues and she, we, she had a knee replacement. And of course, after that, it was about three years before she finally passed away. Yeah. But I mean, she basically lived her life the way that she loved. She loved people. She was a social butterfly. But more than any of that thing, she was just really, she just gave really sage advice. She she didn't just take all that information that she had gotten over the years that she learned from and hoarded inside. She let people be aware, hey, and it wasn't her thought process. It was, oh, well, let me show you this clipping. She was big into newspaper clippings. That's just how I remember it. <laughs> Every time that my dad would tell her or that I would tell her that we had done something or we had accomplished something or, you know, we, we won our T-ball league thing, she would clip me out some, uh, some, some snippets from the paper of exactly that, uh, that whatever it was we were talking about, whether uh-huh. it be baseball or T-ball, she clipped something out. T-ball team raises $5,000 for local charity. <laughs> and she would send these to me. So over the years, I got to understand, oh, what she's saying is, oh, let me show you how you take your accomplishments, but then share them with the world yeah. in a positive way. Yeah. And I just thought, my gosh, man, this is, this is amazing. And of course, as a kid, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I have to look back at that now and realize what she was really doing to help help create and craft my mindset today. Yeah. Um, but, but I find that amazing. So I think, I think Betty did a similar thing. Betty's has worked a lot. Betty's done a great job. I would like to have a beer with her I would if she too. drinks beer. Yeah. Whatever I think that she, she drinks, drink beer. We'll, we'll spring for it, Betty, if you're listening. She, so she reminds me of a PBR girl. I think she'd be a Pabst <laughs> Blue Ribbon lady. No, only because I would expect, and I think most of us would, oh, she probably drinks a very nice quality, fine wine. Now, I, I think that her style is just salt to the earth, good human being. Whatever it is that you got, I think that she'd be right there with you. Yeah, she'd fit in like really that. well around here. But uh, long live Betty. We love Betty White. She's kind of our unofficial mascot here on The Retirement Solution because she is exemplifies... Is it unofficial if we have a bobblehead of her in the corner? Uh, well, is I it guess... unofficial if we have the, the, the fat head, huge wall <laughs> thing in, in, the, in the studio room? Well, I don't know if it is. Okay, maybe we can call her official. I don't know. Semi-official? We'll check with her... Pseudo-official? PR people and see if we can call her. <laughs> that but uh, but we love Betty because she exemplifies what so many people are looking at maybe a really really long retirement and that leads us to question okay have we actually saved enough to live all those years and to do the Betty White kind of things and uh, live vivaciously and live actively John but a few years ago Fidelity kind of gave us some guidelines on how much we should save for retirement now we see this all the time on financial websites they say 10 times your final salary should be kind of a, a starting point at least a goal for you but now there's a company in England that says we need to up that number and think 16 times our final salary. But what numbers are we supposed to go by here? I'm confused. I hope we don't have to go by that one. This British company, maybe maybe the T really is that much more expensive in Britain. <laughs> 16 times your final salary. Man, think about that, guys. So if, if you're out there today and you're going to retire in the next couple of years, you get a household income. I'm just going to use round numbers. $100,000. That means that you would have to have a $1.6 million to live life normally. Hmm. That's a ton of money. 
Now, of course, it's the British standard, and of course, they do live on a very small island. So maybe it just costs more money to ship over all the awesome American stuff to them, <laughs> potentially. But if you look at the, the, the standard rule of thumb that I know a lot of, uh, a lot of other people out there use, I don't. I think it's ridiculous, but they say 10 times your last year's wage. So if you, in that same example, made $100,000 a year of income and you want to retire, Fidelity says you need a million dollars, one million dollars. <laughs> And if you follow their other advice uh, that they give, they would say you can potentially pull as much as 4% from that. What do they call it, Jennifer? The 4% rule. Right. Right? Yeah. So with the amount of money you've saved, uh, let's say in this example, if you're $100,000 a year income, you need to have 10 times that so you can retire. Now you got a million bucks. Hookah, hookah, hookah. You've pulled out 4% a year. You can live off 40 grand a year. Hmm. All right. So that's what they're basically saying. So what they're saying is you need to have all this crap so you can get 40 grand a year. Why don't they just say that? Right. Why don't, yeah, why don't, why don't they just easier. go there? The Isn't math. that easier? It is for me. You know, on Sunday mornings, my brain doesn't always work all that great anyway. <laughs> but when you think about it, 40 grand. Yes. Show me a way, John, to get 40 grand. I got to save a million bucks to get 40 grand. The first thing I want us to all think about is how cruddy is that? Right. If 40, you were making a hundred thousand before yes, in order to save the yes. million to get forty thousand, it doesn't seem like right. a fair trade off. Well, here's what they say. Oh no, no, no. You gotta save a million dollars. You can just pull forty grand from here, but you gotta have social security. And you also need to have a pension too. Whoa. Some of us don't have pensions. Well right. then you better hope you save more money and maybe that's where the <laughs> British company comes up. Well yeah. you need you need is it, is it, it's not the Queen, is it? <laughs> it you might need be the Queen. Sixteen times your royal money in order to retire. <laughs> we don't need to bring the queen in this week. But so the idea is, is that when you think about it, what they're really trying to help us figure out, and I don't know how much help it is. I think it actually, I think it screws us up because it has this ridiculous number in our head that we need to attain for frankly, no purpose at all. Right. Here's what it boils down to. No matter how much money you've saved, what is the maximum amount you can withdraw from that thing? And let's do it this way to guarantee yourself a pension-style arrangement. Let's go here first. I think this is interesting. Okay. Because if you wanted to say, and, and I know I've given this analogy before, I've told the story. You know, my grandfather uh, had two pensions. He had a state pension because he was chief of the Corps of Engineers for the state of Tennessee. And he had a federal pension because he was essentially military and retired as an officer. So with those two pensions, my grandfather, when he passed away, had a little bit over $10,000 a month coming in every single month, no matter what. Nice. And my grandmother got that even once he passed away. And she survived for nearly 10 full years after that. So that was taken care of. Now, think about that. If you have $10,000 a month coming in every month, how much money do you really need to have saved on top of that? Now, some of you are going to be like, man, that's a lot of money. I would need to save nothing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's my whole point. So if you don't have savings, but you have an income stream, isn't that what we live off of? Yeah. Of course. So when you think about it, what we need to talk about is it's not about how much money we should have saved. No matter how much money we have saved, however, how do we get the most out of it? How do we get the biggest bang for our buck? We scrapped and we scraped and we saved and we invested. And now we have hookah, 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 psh, this big pile of cash. <laughs> now, how do we take said pile of cash and turn it into a tangible living income stream for us? Because I think that if you do this whole thing where you can pull $40,000 off a million, I got a better idea. If you want the same $40,000, and you use better distribution style strategies, you wouldn't have to have a million dollars to get the same 40 grand. You could guaranteed only put in $530,000 to get the exact same 40 grand a year 
guaranteed for as long as you live, even if you're older than Betty White <laughs> or Methuselah, for that matter. It'll guarantee forever. Now, does everyone need this? Of course you don't. But if the point is to find a way that we can live in retirement, why wouldn't we want to get the biggest bang for a buck? So it has nothing to do with saving a big old whopping pile of money or 10 times our earnings. No, it has to do with how can I get the most bang for my buck today? John, I got 530,000 bucks. What can I pull off that? Well, if you do like our friends at Fidelity do, you can get about 20,000 bucks out of that. Or if you want to use a different strategy, you can get about $40,000 a year out of that. It's up to you. I don't care what you do. Mm -hmm. It's your money, your life, your income stream. What do you want to do? I think a lot of people would say, man, you mean I can live like a millionaire and have about almost half as much of the savings. Mm, yeah. It's possible. So some people might want to gravitate to that, right? Yeah. So I find Sounds that these easier. rules of thumb, <laughs> yeah, I find that these rules of thumb that people give, they're okay, they're fine, but they're meant to sell you something. They're crap. Our office is fee only when it comes to any securities business. We cannot earn commissions on any securities business. I don't care what strategy could work. I just need to verify that it can work for your situation. And it's the best that you can do for what you want to accomplish. That's what being a fiduciary advisor is really all about. That's what it really boils down to in our office. And everyone deserves the opportunity to have that. Now, people may not look for that. They want to do it on their own. Have at it, guys. I hope that that fidelity advice works for you. But if you're looking for something different, more tailored, more customized, so that you can get the most out of what you have done, the most of what you saved, and not feel guilted because you didn't save 1.6 million bucks, hey, we can help that. Yeah. The question is, what are you willing to do for yourself? If you're willing to do the fidelity thing, do it. Keep scraping, keep saving, do it the right way. If you want a different approach, a different style, I don't care if it's me or not. Seek out a fee-only fiduciary when it comes to securities and do it the right way. I promise you, you will not hurt yourself by getting a second opinion. Connect with us at retirementsolutionradio.com. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if John Hicks is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Hagen Capital Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through John Hicks, Kentucky Insurance License Number 998827.